Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. You may be seated on your way down. Make sure you welcome at least one good-looking person on your right or on your left. Maybe remind them that they're here, that they made it. And I want to welcome everybody that is watching online. I'm going to start off, first of all, with those that I can see that are right here in front of me. Uh, Selvane and Carla Laporte and the whole family is watching from just outside of Edmonton. Hi, you guys. Uh, we also have Lewis and Edith watching from Las Vegas. So I guess the Lord has called them to be the true light there. Be the brightest light, you guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Uh, we have friends watching from all over the world. We have a pastor friend watching in Africa today or tonight. I always get the times mixed up, but wherever you're watching from today, we welcome you. We'd like to welcome all of you men that are watching right now from the Joshua House that have chosen to live your life in discovery, not just recovery. Let's give it up for them. Those that are watching at Ruth and Naomi's right now, I know the Lord has been doing a lot, a lot of change going on there and a lot of transformation in you. And thank you, staff, for everything that you're doing there. And finally, the Westminster ladies, they're also taking part today. Right on. Well, we are in part three. We're in part three of Bloom. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. And if it's okay, I'm going to ask you to look a little inward today. And be a little, be honest. I hope you're always honest with yourself, but just be honest with some of the things that maybe that you're dealing with. Some of the things that maybe are seem like a setback, but God's going to turn into a comeback. Come on, whatever those things are in front of you, I'm bringing you today a message of hope. Okay, so with this this new teaching, I, the thought came to me is: Have you ever wondered if? how the current conditions may or may not be having an effect on your calling. You thought of that? What and who you can trust in and how that can have an effect on the reality that you live out. Where do you turn to in times of trouble? Who do you go to in times of triumph? And what happens when life turns up the heat? It's been hot in the valley. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's still victory in the valley. Okay? And I said to the men this morning, the Lord gave me something funny, but I just, it's something that I remember. Even when I get into my car and, and life turns up the heat and I reach for that AC, I think of my, I should turn my attention to Christ. You know, when life turns up the heat and, and gets in the way, I, I, Pastor Charmaine and I used to have this uh, Elantra car. Loved it. It was the new, first new car we ever bought, right? But it had a little... It had, a, it had a little issue, and that was even when I would turn up the AC, um, if we were at a standstill, listen, if we were at a standstill, the car would overheat. But as long as we kept moving, the car stayed cool and we didn't overheat. And I think that's, it is important that we turn our attention to Christ, but we realize, we got to realize that God wants us to move. Two thirds of his name is both go and do. And the great commission is to go into all the world and make disciples. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a lot easier to steer a moving truck than a parked one. And faith without works is dead. And I feel that this morning, the Lord's going to give you just a little nudge to keep moving forward, to stay cool, 
Because if you just stay still, you'll stay stuck. And when you get stuck, you get stupid. Anyone ever been there? No, I'm not calling anyone stupid. But sometimes you got to get out of your funk. <laughs> it's the right funk right here. Okay? You stepped into the right funk today. My last name's Funk. I don't know if you know that, but anyway. But if you look up the definition of funk, it actually means a spark to ignite. So I want to ignite. I want to spark something that the Lord has put inside of you today. Okay? So what do we do when, when we struggle? You know, when life turns up the heat, do you just do you stay stuck? Do you struggle? Or do you go cool off and go for a swim? And what doctor could detect and inspect the mind, the heart, especially if there's areas in our life where we need deliverance? Well, I'm telling you, the Lord. The Lord can. And why? So that you can flourish, so that you can thrive. See, you've been picked, you've been blocked. And you've been cultivated for beauty. Genesis 1.27 says that you were made in the very image of God. Both man and woman, he made in his image. He picked you. And I believe that the Lord wants us to reach a prime condition in our calling. With health. It, it, you see, it, it's a time just not of mental health, physical health, but of spiritual health. It is a season to be refreshed. A season to be renewed. It, the Lord wants to bring you up to a state of high development and yes, high achievement because his anointing is on you. It's time to bloom. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready if you're ready. Okay, well, we're going through the, the book of Jeremiah and uh, just to give you a snapshot of Jeremiah, who was the guy? He was a prophet. He was someone that the Lord spoke to, to speak to the people. And unfortunately, when you read through the book of Jeremiah, at least in the first section, uh, there's a lot of bad news. But sometimes, how many of you know that, it, it, yes, we need to have a vision of where we're called to be, because without vision, we perish or we're unrestrained. But sometimes we need to face a few things in our life. We talked about in this series, what are things that, that, that the Lord will cut off or he'll even cut away to make room for more blessings so that you can bloom, right? And sometimes we need to just have faith. I got another hair? Oh my goodness. Can you, you see my wife? That's how much she cares about me. Distracted by the thing. On, they can't see that, but thanks. She just pruned me. What else? You are so good looking. Mm. Mm -mm. Now I totally got distracted. But here's the thing. Faith cannot fix what we're not willing to face. And sometimes we don't even see our blind spots. Isn't that true? Because you guys got your perspective on and you don't see. My fly's not open, is it? You don't see what else you're missing. Sometimes it takes someone that loves you to come along and remove that thing to make you look good so that you can move forward. <laughs> And not just look good, but be good. I, you know, I said to, I'm, I'm still learning. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been married for 17 years. I'm still learning, okay? The other day I said to Charmaine, um, uh, you are looking fit, right? And she says, I am fit. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. You're not just looking good. You are good. Say, I am good. Because you got Jesus in you. You are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And today is a good day because it's the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord. 
Man, good to see you guys. Oh, the family is all here. Miles, Olga, good to see you. Give it up for the grandparents of the brand new baby. Wow. Welcome home. Welcome home. So that's what the Lord wants to do. That's just just a setup. So Jeremiah, he's he, you know, he gets the privilege of telling the people to smarten up because the Israelites, God's chosen people, are falling away and they're being influenced by the wrong people. All right. You, you, you see, there were certain commands they were given. And if they obeyed God's commands and things would go good. But if they did it their way instead of his way, things wouldn't go so good. And there's a reason that God sets us up. And, and the Israelites at the time were they weren't just going to their church and going to their temple and worshiping God. But they were also worshiping other gods, false gods, other idols. And they were being affected and influenced by other things around them that weren't healthy. There was this group called the Canaanites. And then they were living in the land and they were taking on some of the bad things that they were doing, including worshiping their gods. And part of that process was also child sacrifice. So can you imagine God's people coming into church being one thing on Sunday and then something else during the week? That never happens. Say, not in this house. <laughs> And so here Jeremiah says, you continue down the path, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be an army that's going to come from the north, from Babylon, and then they're going to take over. They're going to destroy your temple, destroy your Jerusalem, and then you are going to live in exile. And unfortunately, this is what happens. And Jeremiah lives this all out, and, he, and he's writing these things down. And even in all of this, he always presents this message of hope. You see, because there's always hope. What you look for is what you find. You know, Hebrews 6.19 says that we have a hope that is steadfast, secure as an anchor to our soul. There's a real hope, something that is steadfast that we can trust in. And so I would like to start here in these few verses here where it says that they will be like a tree. See, those that trust the Lord will be like a tree. Will be like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. It le its leaves are always green. You know, I I said to the men this this morning that it's funny how the Lord speaks to you sometimes with verses. But some of the things I've noticed about that we try to put on a show sometimes. Not no no one in this house, but we try to pretend we got it all together or we mask other things that we're dealing with. Like when I think of, you know, green, I think sometimes the people that are green can actually be mean, you know, and specific. I'm not talking about the spiritual green that God is talking about. I'm talking about a false green because we learned just the other week that Jesus said, I am the true vine. So that means there's other vines. There's other, other things that are trying to fake it in order to make it. There's other fruit that isn't authentic. And, and sometimes, you know, we look like or we put on a show that we got it all together, but we know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And there, there are times even as men, and I'll be the first to admit, if you feel insecure, if you feel if there's a fear, sometimes we act out in anger. I've said it before that, you know, if, if our tree, if the fruit we're producing is anxiety, I believe at the root lies pride. Pride is the root. Because sometimes we, we are not willing to cast our cares and our anxiety on the Lord and say, Lord, I can't handle this anymore. I got to give it to you. But you're like, no, I got this. And they're like, no, you don't. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I'm feeling weak. But he says, but I am strong. You know, this is my time. 
My strength is made perfect in your weakness. If you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God at the right time, he will lift you up because humility comes before honor. And so when I see green, sometimes, you know, like you can't be both green and mean unless you're the Hulk. And that's never a good time, is it? The Incredible Hulk. We don't need the, the image of the Incredible Hulk to be our inspiration. We need the image of the Incredible Father. Come on. Thanks for letting me share that. And it is a little warm in here. I'm not somebody can turn on the AC. I'm just going to say, attention to Christ. I'm talking about it. I got units all over the place. Let's cool things down in here. Is that all right? Anyone else feeling it? Yeah, I don't want you to feel hot in the wrong way. <laughs> Let's literally cool things down here. All right. So it says, there'll be like a tree planted by the water. It sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries. Somebody say, no worries. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be. There you go. It says, in a year of drought, <laughs> are you clapping for me? In a year of drought, it never fails. Say, never fails. Never fails to bear fruit. Say, that's me. Come on. Never fails. The first point I want to talk about, I hope you're taking notes. If you brought the Bible today, let's start with that. Show me if you brought the word today with you. See, oh, I like all the glowing words. If you got it on your phone, that works too. Let's use it for good, right? Uh, my notes are also available to probably show it up or will show up on the screen. But I encourage you to write it down. It is so important that you write these things down. I believe that you showed up today and God doesn't want to just give you information. He wants to give you a revelation. There's something specific for you that you've been waiting for and he's ready to give it to you and you need to write it down. Habakkuk 2.2 says, take the vision, write it down, make it plain so those that read it can run with it. Write it down. I think it's worth writing it down. I think some of the things that, that you're facing that you want to cut off and cut out are worth writing down. Even more, I think the things that God says about you and your situation and what he's called you to is worth writing it down. Someone say, write it down. Okay, good. So the first point is roots by the river. Write it down. Roots by the river. Last week, I, I mentioned that my placement is much more important than my preference. Where I am placed you see, I want to be planted and positioned so that I can reach my prime condition when it comes to my calling. Am I planted by a river or am I planted by a reservoir? You're, 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 where you're planted is so important and that seed is so important too, but sometimes we think, I got the seed, I got the need, and you just plant it wherever, but you wonder why it doesn't take root. Because it's not by the stream. It's not by the right source. It's not by the living water. You planted in other people, places, and things, and you got the, maybe you got the right pa a passion, but it's just in the wrong place. Ooh, that's for somebody. <laughs> okay? Our source needs to be that living water. And we can find ourselves drawing from reservoirs instead of rivers, and we wonder why things like our relationship is stale with God, with others. See, because we need to be attached to that true vine. We first, yes, need to pick the seed. And, and it's funny how the Lord gives us certain seeds according to needs, and not just our own needs. Isn't that right, Sharon? Sometimes it's just your own need. It, it feels shallow, and the seed goes shallow, but when it's somebody else's need, and it's part of something bigger than yourself, the seed goes deep. Because the need is deep. 
And again, when the seed is sown, it, it, it goes in the soil and it goes into a dark place. And it's, yes, it's nice and cool down there, but it's really dark. There's times in the dark place beneath the surface that nobody sees is where it's growing the most. It's taking root. So I want to encourage you that even though you walk through the darkest of valley, the Lord is with you always with you. Isn't it interesting that he also leads you beside still waters? He leads you. He guides you. Come on. Is this speaking to you today? Thank you, Jesus. But just as important as to see the need of the seed is the place in the position of the seed. Will it be able to sprout, take root? Will it be able to grow to its greatest potential? And will there be room for growth? Will it be able to sustain this, the dryness, those dry seasons in your life, the dry seasons in your relationship, the dry seasons in your business. If it's on God's word, his plan, his word, it will. It will. Someone say it will. Because it says, even when the heat comes, it will always, always be able to produce fruit. Those dry seasons may be not just drought. It could be the doubt. It could be discouragement. It will if beneath that surface it is being fed by the right source. Okay. So the scripture, in the scripture here, it says sends out, someone say sends out, sends out its roots by the stream. You ever, you ever been rooted in a place where you feel like you can't reach you're rooted, but you can't reach. You can't, you, you know, like, I'm, I'm in. You're like, I'm all in. What's wrong, Lord? Like, why can't I reach them? Why am I not getting to them? Why am I not getting what I need? Why don't I feel refreshed? Well, that's your first mistake. You're going by feelings and not by faith. Watch your words. Words are weighty. We literally frame the world we live in by the words that we say. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So it's one thing to feel, but you're not what you feel. You're who God says you are, and he's doing what God says he will do. That all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things. Someone say all things. All things. Hey, Andrew, all things. All right. <laughs> That's why we need to be rooted by the river. And what have you been rooted in? What have you, what have you been reaching for to refresh you? It says, has no worries in a year of drought, never fails to produce fruit. In the Greek, the word never means never. I looked it up for you. But this is us. Many people, they wither because of worry. They wither because of worry. Scientists have, have proven that you can talk to a plant. You talk good to it, it'll do, it'll do good. You talk bad to it, it won't do good. That your words can cause it to wither. How much more can your words or the worries of this world, if you let them in and take root, can cause you to wither? The truth is, if your connection is always to what is critical, you will never reach the full potential of your calling. Someone say, check your source. It's just like if, if we just watch the news and we just watch the, the media, eventually that stuff begins to have a negative effect on our mind. 
And if, if you focus on something enough, you actually, it'll start to, it'll move a few inches from here and then down to here, right? It'll take root in our heart if we let it, if we tolerate it. And some of us, we don't realize it, but we're out there watering weeds or we're letting the weeds get watered because what we let in. I'm not saying everything bad, everything out in social media is bad, but what, where, where do you go to? What are you listening to? What are you letting guide you? What are you letting influence you? What are you tapping into lately? Again, the worries of this world are the word of God. It should be refreshing you. You'll know because you know a tree by its fruit. After you've been fed by that thing, whatever that thing is, and wherever you've gone, that, that, that whatever, uh, do you feel refreshed? Or do you feel drained, depressed, worried? See, you are feeding your emotions and your brain with burden and unbelief, and you wonder why you battle. That, that, that's why we live by faith and not by sight. That is why even in the depth of our discovery, we can be developed through drought. Right? If we believe in God's word, if we are rooted in that kind of river, we'll be liberated by the living water. Right? Because sometimes the things that we see on the outside can really affect what's on the inside, can it not? How we act, how we respond, has a lot to do with our belief system, our BS in our life. Right? <laughs> some of it's good, some of it's not so good. In most cases, when that's quoted, it's not good. But only if we are connected to the right source. Only. Then it doesn't matter the, the, the conditions if you're connected to the right source. You'll still see fruit. Right? Your calling is not based on great conditions, just so you know. When Jesus showed up and he starts ministering to his disciples, he says, yo, come and follow me. They had no idea what they were going to face. And when Jesus showed up, it wasn't like all their problems disappeared. The, the presence of God isn't so is to change all of our problems, but to change our perspective. That we live by faith and not by sight. You'll start to see root in it. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. There will be evidence will follow. It's right here in the word. You'll see fruit if you're planted by the stream. So again, that means on the surface, you may be scorched by the sun, you may be scorched by other things that have turned up the heat, but beneath, your belief will stay cool and refreshed by the river. Is it good? Okay, good. You know, my family and I literally live by a river. It's like nature's air conditioning. It's pretty cool. And yeah, we like, because we, we don't have actual air conditioning in our house. So we, at night, we open up the windows and the river comes by. You can hear the sound of the water going over the rocks and, it, and, and there's a breeze that has a cooling that comes in the house. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Where are you positioned, right? And uh, the, the one thing I sensed the, the Lord was showing me, he, he said, you know what? That source, it, it, it is not tapped into what sometimes people look to as their source. And I was talking to Darren down there backstage and, and he got this image when we were talking to the men this morning. A lot of people think that the water comes out of the hose. It doesn't come out of the hose. Okay, all you Canadians, all you hosers, that's not where the water comes from. Okay, thanks for laughing at my dad jokes. Um, no, it comes from a higher place, a higher source. All that water is coming down. Sometimes it comes from underground streams, but in this case, it's coming from the mountains. It's coming from a higher place. What's your source? How do you deal with the heat, the drought, the doubt? 
You won't need to worry if you are being watered by the word. Verse 10, he says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their deeds they deserve. The deeds they deserve. The second point is, let's talk about streams of success, okay? If you're watching on online right now, uh, Sly, I see Old Janine's our host, um, Lewis, just, just message me right now the second point, streams of success. Just see if you're still there. Everyone say streams. There we go. Streams of success. See, your reward is always connected to your river. And success is not based on stuff. Success is based on stewardship. Someone should write that down. Your success is not based on stuff. It's based on stewardship. What will you do with what God has given you? You know, again, God's blessing wasn't designed just to flow to you, but it was designed to flow from you, to you and through you. The Lord searches the streams of our heart. He wants to know what are you drawing from when it comes to the waters that are feeding your heart. You know, Jesus said in, in Matthew 15, when he was challenged by the religious leaders on their religious ways because their disciples weren't doing the same thing that they were doing, and how many times do you know that you can get caught up in doing something so long you forget the why? And if you don't know the why, you say goodbye. You get so caught up in a method that you miss the actual message. That's what religion does, isn't it? And so that's where they found themselves, the religious leaders, you know, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and they see Jesus' disciples, and guess what? They catch them eating without washing their hands. These are Jesus' own disciples. Jesus, what are you doing? <laughs> right? But what Jesus wanted to prove a point. He, he was after their heart. They were so focused on the outside and outside appearance of things that they were missing what the Lord wanted to do in their heart beneath the surface. And that he said, I didn't come for the self-righteous. I came for the sick, those in need of a doctor. That's all of us. He doesn't want us to settle and get stuck in our filth, in our, in our reservoir of worry and doubt. And feeling that we're not good enough. No, you are more than you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. And he loves us enough not to leave us stuck. And he says in Matthew 15, he says, These people honor me with their lips, but with their hearts, they're far from me. Hey, it's great. You can say it. But you know, let's do some more show. Yes, tell, show and tell. <laughs> Remember show and tell? One of my favorite times <laughs> in school. What's your favorite thing about school? Show and tell. Whether it was a rock that I found, or it was trying to bring in my pet rabbit, or whatever it was. I don't want to just show you. I mean, tell you. Show me. Show me you love me. Hmm? Oh, I shouldn't have to tell you. <laughs> no, you should show me. How else will, will they know that we are his disciples but by our love for one another? Show and tell. That's another series. Pastor Rudy, write it down. And Jesus, Jesus says that every plant, he continues in Matthew 15, he says, every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. 
Again, Jesus is talking about what are you rooted in? Are you rooted in just religion? In man-made religion where you're trying to earn your way? Paul said, we're not saved. We're not saved by works. Works are important, but we're saved by the grace of God so that none can boast. Are you making it difficult, not just for yourself, but for others to receive, to draw from the Lord, to be planted in that stream? Do you properly reflect the relationship that Jesus had with the people and his I hope so. If not, it's not too late. It's not too late to pivot, <laughs> right? Realign. And Jesus said, they worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Matthew 15, look it up. So again, we can get stuck in the reservoirs of rules and miss the revelation of relationship with God. And that's another reservoir that we can get stuck in. And then we just keep drawing from the, drawing from the rule. And Jesus, Jesus said, hey, you look to the very scripture for your salvation, but he says it's the very scripture that points to me. In 1 John, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Is this making sense? Okay, good. If it's not, we'll talk later. So what we think and what we believe has a lot to do with how we act and how we respond. So what do we do when we feel stuck? When we feel conformed to, to conditions and other currents? Well, we don't conform to the patterns of this world, it says in Romans 12, verse 2. Right? But we are transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind. Why? So then we will be able to test and prove, approve what God's good and perfect will is. Oh, how many of you love tests? One hand. You hesitated though, Amy. You're like, well, it depends on the test. <laughs> is this going to be a test? I might call you up. <laughs> but testing always precedes promotion, does it not? Testing is an opportunity to put the truth to test. Testing, you know, sometimes the hardest test is the one that takes the most time. One of the hardest tests is when you come to the Lord and you, and you pray for something and then he answers you or it's a yes, yay, or it's a no, boo, or it's a, but sometimes you thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember who you're talking to the man upstairs. Just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. You're welcome. Is that Garth Brooks? Okay. He knows Jesus. All right. But sometimes the hardest one is wait. And a tree, it doesn't matter what it is. A tree, that seed takes time. It takes patience. It takes time to take root. And sometimes that wait period is also the biggest, in the biggest time when God is growing the most in your life. When you're rooted. And you keep drawing, you keep drawing. Even if you don't see it yet, you don't see anything happening above the surface yet, but you just keep drawing, you keep drawing. And in the darkest of places, you're growing, you're growing, you're growing. And one day you'll sprout and you won't just be green, right? You won't be mean. You're going to be able to go through all those seasons of drought and the heat that comes on you and you still stand firm. And you don't just stand firm. You're like fruit, 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 more and more fruit. 
what is with her? What is with that family? What is with that business? How are they just, they're constantly successful because they're tapped in to the stream of success. They're tapped into Jesus. They're drawing from and for him to glorify him, not just themselves, to meet the needs of their community and around this world. That's why Jesus. And your deeds will always get what they deserve. Christ will reward according to our conduct, not just our great intentions. Finally, verse 14 says, Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. For you are the one that I praise. Now, you've heard me say this a lot, and I want you to write it down again because some of you know it, but you haven't been owning it. It's kind of like that, that tool that you had in the toolbox, but you haven't used in a while. And it's time to blow the dust off it. Come on. <laughs> it's time to, to praise over your problems. You got to have praise over your problems. Your praise got to be higher than the problems in your life. You got to give glory to God and have a David moment and be blessed the Lord, oh my soul. For he has not forsaken you. He is for you. He is not against you. His favor surrounds you like a shield, it says in Psalms. So what do you praise? Worship will and will always be sure our weapon. Worship is our weapon. What do you exalt? What do you lift up? Do your words sound like streams of praise or a slew of problems? You, you know, focusing just on hurt never gets anyone healed. Fo focusing on the healer does. You ever notice when you got a headache or something or you're in pain and then you're going to take some, some Advil or some medication and it's like the moment you take it, oh, instantly you feel better. Yeah, that happened for two people. How about this? When you're like, you make an appointment with the doctor because you need to go to the doctor and you're like, oh, I'm so sick and you're just focusing on being sick. You're focusing on what isn't working. And then you start to focus on going to the doctor and you're waiting in the waiting room. And by the time you get to them, it's like you feel, you've been healed and you feel guilty. Like what just happened? Has that ever happened to you? I'm like, shoot, I'm not sick enough. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to think I'm wasting my time or his time or just trying to get out of something. Isn't that amazing? Why does that happen? Because what you focus on is what you give power to. Right? What are you tapped into? You can either give power to your problems or you can give power to God's promises. You can give him praise. Give him praise. Praise over problems. I don't feel like praising, pastor. Well, that's you missed the point. A farmer doesn't just go out and sow when he feels like sowing. Right? You sow into the very thing that you need. Sow into others. Praise God. Speak, you know, speak into existence that which isn't as though it was. It's biblical. Why don't you start speaking and praising like your, like, like your prayers have already been answered? That would make a big difference. And watch, because where the head goes, the, the body follows. Right? Would you stand to your feet with me? In Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I am telling you that you will blossom by the stream of salvation. It always has been and will be Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
And he wants to feed you. He wants to refresh you. He, he wants you to take a step of faith. You've tapped in. You've tried all kinds of other things. Why not try him? He says, cast your cares and your, your anxiety on me. He tells us that those that trust in the Lord will rise up on wings like eagles. Run and not grow weary. Come on. I mean, that's a great trade. Come on. Trade your troubles for truth. Receive the truth. Experience triumph in your life. I want to lead you uh, into a relationship to do just that. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth, there's, there's two things. There's an action. Everything requires an action. If we believe in our hearts that God the Father raised his son from the grave, confessing that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. There's no buts, anything at the end of that period, saved. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The biggest thing that I need saving from has always been myself. I need, to, I need to make sure I am tapped in to the true vine. And it can't be just, it can't just be reading the word. I want to have a relationship with Jesus, and I know you do too. He didn't come to start a religion. He came to start a relationship with you. He knew the biggest problem that we would have is sin, except that would separate us from him. And he paid the ultimate sacrifice. There's always a cost. There's always a cost, and the cost was Christ. It was his own life, a pure and spotless lamb without sin. He who was without sin took on our sin. Past, present, future. On the cross. It was not an easy task. Not just physically, but can you imagine the emotion? Everything you've gone through will go through. Everything that set you back, held you back. All those negative lies that have been spoken over you. Those things that were done to you. He took it to the cross. He says, it's finished. And three days later, he proved it by being risen from the grave. Countless people saw him, witnessed him. He was around for 40 days. They watched him ascend to heaven. But in the end, you have to decide, will you receive, will you believe? And it starts right here, right now. Just let him in. Just let him in. So I'm going to lead us through a prayer to do just that and ask if you've prayed this prayer, would you pray it again with me? But if you haven't prayed this prayer, do so with your whole heart. You're coming back to him. Do so with your whole heart. Tap into him today. Tap into him right now. Lord Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready to be rooted in you. I'm ready to do without everything that's been holding me back. I confess my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you chose to die for me and for my sins. I believe that you rose from the grave. Come into my heart. Be Lord over my life. I turn from my way and I turn to you now. Thank you that my past is past. And today is a new day with you. In Jesus' name. Just stay in this moment, eyes closed, heads bowed. Oh, thank you, Lord. I know for some of us this was a tough one. But I, I just want you to know God loves you so much. And there's nothing that you can do that will separate you from that love that he has for you. 
He'll, he'll never even love you more than he loves you right now. That love continues on. If it was a 10, it would be an 11. And sometimes we struggle with, with what we're going through, the choices that we've made. And sometimes the enemy gets in there and puts condemnation on us and shame and wants us to disconnect and disengage and isolate. And he just wants you to know that you are loved, that you are in the right place with him. And so if you prayed this, this prayer, which we just prayed for the first time, all heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Or if you're watching online, I just ask you, would you just, just give me a thumbs up. Say, Pastor, that's me. Thank you. And if, you, if, if this is your time coming back to him, tapping back into that river, that relationship with him today, and you rededicated, you made this moment your time to be rooted again in him, would you just give me a thumbs up? Say, Pastor, that's me right on. Well, thank you, Jesus. God is good. Is God good? When is he good? All the time. Just checking. Okay. Um, the next thing we're, we're going to do now is we're going to give an opportunity um, for someone to be baptized. We are commissioned. It's called the Great Commission to go into all the world, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching others to obey his commands. And surely he is with us always. Jesus is with us always. As College Street, we don't want to make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. So I'm going to tell you about baptism. You've never heard about it before. Baptism, again, was a command, not a suggestion. Jesus himself was baptized, and the Holy Spirit appeared and, and showed up like a dove. And then Jesus went out into the, into the wilderness, and he was challenged, but he wasn't alone. And then we are called in, in, as followers to do just this, to step into the water. The word baptism means to be fully immersed, all in. And in Romans, it says when we are baptized, we are baptized with Christ. We go to the, into the water, it represents when he went into the grave. We come up out of the water, it represents when he was resurrected from the grave. You are resurrected with Christ. And if that's you and you would like to step in, as we worship in this next song, just come forward. And you know, actually, if, if you'd even like prayer uh, as we worship and, and, and we seek God in this beautiful song, I'm going to have a few people lined up here. They'd love, we'd love to pray over you. If you'd like to just come forward and, and worship, you don't really need an excuse. This is your house. Say, this is my house. This is our house. And we just want to honor God now. So let's worship together. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.